All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Grow Your Path to Wellness. If you've been tuning in each week, um, you'll remember last week we spoke with Brittany Cerullo. Cerullo? I've said it wrong, but like, so she was great. She was with Alternative um, Therapeutics, and we talked about alternative therapies like uh, neurofeedback, biofeedback, and hypnotherapy. So it was a really interesting um, episode last week. So you can go back and watch that one. But as we continue on in this wellness education journey, we have um, Nicole with us. And so we're excited to dig into the world of music and how that impacts our overall well being. Okay, so today I'm so excited to bring Nicole West on here to talk about music. Nicole, can you kind of give us just a nice intro, background, you know, education, personal things, whatever you want to share? Sure. Um, well, I'm an LPC or licensed professional counselor. Um, I currently work at a nonprofit community mental health agency, specifically working with adults with um, severe and persistent mental illness. But for many, many years before I joined this team, I actually worked with um, all ages of people in therapy and uh, strong history and case management. So I've kind of done a whole array of things in the mental health field, but all in the community, all in people's homes. So I got to see the good stuff. (laughs) I get to see it all. Um, I love that. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, currently I'm working with mostly adults and I would love in some way soon to dip my toes maybe into working back with some teens because I also love working with them. Teens are Kelsey's kind of wheelhouse too. Teens, young adults. Yes. Yes. Now you said the good stuff. Can you kind of elaborate that? Because you said, you know, going to people's homes, the good stuff. Not everyone might make that same connection. Well, I know that when I had this idea of what therapy was going to look like before I got to work in the field of mental health, you know, I'd always picture myself sitting in an office, maybe with a notepad, asking people about their deep thoughts and trying to help them come up with ways to cope. But I never really thought about what that would look like to see all the other parts of somebody's life that they might not think to talk about in the therapy room. So <clears throat> if I'm in somebody's home, I might get to see, you know, a family member walking through, pets, hear the noises that they hear in their house and in their community. Um, I mean, it's it's all the stuff that you don't think about when you're within those four walls of an office. And I love that I have the opportunity and the privilege to see all those things. And to maybe help a person make a connection, you know, how all that impacts their thinking and their functioning. Yeah, absolutely. Somebody's environment. My my internships, like going through college, I did a lot of um, case management type type stuff, you know, similar going out to the community and just seeing how individuals like seeing their environment that they're living in every day and the impact that that can have on well-being for sure. And things that you can help them with that maybe they don't really have anybody else, you know, to help them with something like that, whether it's like little organization tasks or, you know, what do we need, you know, for healthier nutrition? What do we got here? And a lot of stuff that you can see inside of a therapy office. What is that, um, that quote or that saying, you know, the, the plant 
can only grow in the, or, you know, you kind of got to move it out of the, oh, um, it's not bloom where you're planted. Basically, right? Like yeah, if you're in a toxic like environment, if you don't have the right soil and the right fertilizer and the right sunlight mm -hmm. and the right water, you're not going to be able to bloom. Whereas if you are going in their home and you can see these things that are impacting their ability to thrive, you can point them out and help them get resources. It's oh, so beautiful. And I love that you have that viewpoint on it because a lot of people have a different viewpoint on, you know, in-home work and even just doing telehealth now, right? Like it's definitely mm -hmm. not being in their home with them, you know, the smells and the sound as much as you see it, but even just being in people's homes and being able to see their animals or see their living environment, you're right. It does, it does really help in the therapeutic process. Yeah. And even in teletherapy, I might hear a noise in the background and say, oh, hey, was that, you know, and point out something, you know, that I know typically goes on in the home, but yeah, I love it. I love it. So Nicole, we know like you're a mental health professional, you said you're LPC, but so why, why the topic of music today or kind of what led you to choose that as our topic for today? I'm super excited. Well, um, I, I've always kind of looked at, <clears throat> excuse me, um, what kinds of things that I might do in my own life that I can really relate to someone on, whether it's in the therapy relationship or not. And um, I've always kind of said to myself, like when I'm looking at all these different ways that music can help, um, music is connection mm -hmm. um, on so many levels. And, um, you know, when we're talking about therapy and, and trying to make change, like, and we look at an individual or even the system that they're in, we say, you know, we look at the biopsychosocial spiritual aspects. So all these different systems that work together and you can literally use music to make connections in every one of those areas. You said music is connection and my, my heart formed. Exactly. It, that's the social aspect of it. We have literally used music to connect us. Yes in different ways. Um, I mean, you can socially connect with almost anybody if you talk about music, not even in therapy, just in mm -hmm. everyday conversation. Um, I literally saw a picture one time on social media. I don't remember where it was, the context of it, but it was some writing on a bathroom wall. And it said, if you listen to the same band, you're never strangers. And I love that because it's, it's true. There's some That's reason so cool. that that band connects you. You can start any kind of conversation about it. Oh, okay. I love it. So music is obviously big to you. You see it as a connection to people. People are important in our lives. Connections are important. So how can music, you know, kind of support us in our well-being or maybe not be so helpful? Because we know we're very aware that any coping skill, depending mm -hmm. on how it's used, can be helpful or harmful. So, you know, I always like to give the example if maybe I was meeting with my client, you know, yesterday and we worked out a treatment plan and they said, I'm going to go jogging a mile every morning and I happen to be driving to work the next day and I see my client jogging, I might think, oh, they're following through on that plan. But I might later find out at next week's session that they were jogging because they binged the night before. And so now they're trying to work that off. So I always like to look through things at that lens because people I think should be very aware of the tools that they're using and their power one way or the other. So can yes. you kind of share with that, with that point of view with music? Yeah. So if, especially if we're talking about just 
learning how, well, how appropriate for that person, at least what angle you're going to take in using music. And if we're talking about trying to first make the connection of how does music play a, a part in that person's life, you know, you mentioned maybe there's a substance use connection or, you know, maybe they've experienced trauma and some music reminds them of that trauma. Like first we're gonna wanna make sure, how can we safely do this? Is it appropriate? And if one of their triggers is related to music in some way, it's still a connection in therapy because you're finding a goal to work on. Maybe you're trying to help them reconnect with their world in a safe way. And if music makes them feel unsafe, it's still a way to bridge that gap into what do I want to change? What do I need? How can I feel safe? Mm -hmm. So what sorts of things have you done with clients, like specifically as far as, or teaching them or personally, like, give me, can you give me like real life examples of things that would be helpful with music? So many. So I'll try to keep the list organized <laughs> so our brains can all be happy. Yeah. <laughs> um, personally, I mean, I, I find it hard to find a situation where I'm not using it in some way, whether it's on in the background or it's part of my, my coping and relaxation for the day. But I would say a big one for sure. And I should preface this with, I am not a music therapist by license. Um, I know a couple of weeks back you had Jenna who was um, licensed, licensed in art therapy. I am not actually licensed. I've just learned how to adapt some skills using like cognitive behavioral therapy, dialectical behavior, behavioral therapy. Um, it's just kind of adapted stuff. So just to put that out there, I'm not actually a music therapist, but um, I've read a lot of the research just to support the things that I'm doing. Um, but uh, personally, I love, I love to make a good playlist. Um, and I know this is a, 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 an example of connection because you can share playlists with people. I know Amanda has shared some songs with me recently that have literally jumped to my favorites. <laughs> um, there's that connection again. But, um, you know, you can make a playlist for motivation, for courage, for cleaning your house for exercise. Um, some people might make a playlist of things that they need to listen to to get their sadness out of the way for a little bit. Um, and if, if we're in therapy and I'm noticing a theme of they're picking a lot of sad songs, we're going to really explore why are we stuck on that? You know, what, what is it that we need to move past before we feel like we can safely move on? Um, I have a lot of worksheets of um, songs that remind you of, you know, a whole bunch of different topics, like songs that remind you of a happy time, songs that remind you of something that you battled. Like, I'd have to pull it up to list a lot of them, but it's a really good tool to get someone thinking about how they connect with music or even things that they can listen to when they're trying to come up with a coping routine or relaxation. Um, a good uh, mindfulness type skill to use with music. Um, I really like to teach people how to listen to music with their bodies. So you might want to um, jam where me and Amanda are like smiling. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, I was like, she said mindfulness and then she said, listen in your bodies. Whew. 
there it is. Yes, yes. Um, I can literally go back to a specific session that I had with a client, a teen, actually, an older teen. And I remember, like, she'd always liked music. I always heard it on at her house. Like, her family was always listening to it. But then when I'd ask her, you know, what do you like to listen to when you like to get pumped up or when you're trying to get motivated? She's like, I don't know. She she just couldn't make that connection. And then one day we were driving and this is going to, this is different working in the community. And also we're not doing this right now. Um, I had her in my car with me. I don't remember the reason. And um, we got back to her house and this song came on and she's like, I could see her kind of trying to bob along. And I was like, Ooh, we're going to use this moment as a teaching moment. And, um, you know, I was parked. We made sure it was a good, safe environment. I think we're actually in her driveway. And I was like, okay, do you want to learn how to enjoy this even more when you go home? And she's like, yeah. And she kind of looked at me funny. <laughs> I said, this might I love the, team, the look you get from teens. Yeah. You're getting ready to tell them something and they're like, mm, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I think I just noticed myself doing like a side eye twice while I was talking about that. <laughs> um, but I told her, I was like, okay, if you want to learn how to enjoy this even more and you go home, because it seems like, you're, you know, you're feeling this. So I told her, close her eyes and just do some breathing real quick, like just to get herself centered and grounded. And then I was like asking her, when you're listening to this song, like, can you pick out like what instrument or what part of the song that like clicks with your brain? And she could point out like the baseline of the song because she, she kind of like, you know, not, she didn't really sing it, but she was trying to like hum the noise along. I was like, oh, perfect. I was like, if you were standing up in your house, where do you think you would start dancing first? And she was like, I don't know. And I was like, just, just keep thinking about it. If you're imagining yourself in your house and this song came on, what, how would you start dancing? And she kind of like did like a, a chest kind of bob thing. And I was like, okay. So <laughs> um, if you hear this song and you're trying to, you know, say you need a song to pump you up a little bit, you're getting annoyed or feeling unmotivated and you put this song on, remember when you put it on, close your eyes and like feel that beat, let yourself just like start get the shoulders going and she was like that's so cool <laughs> and, and seriously a couple weeks later a song came on the radio when we were in the car again I think I was picking her up from like an after school activity or something it was some kind of routine and I remember a song came on the radio and she goes "Ooh, this song is more of a, a hip song Yes, <laughs> and oh, I was sorry. so proud of her she oh. was like this is a song if I go in the house I'm like I'm working my hips I'm dancing around <laughs> I was so it was like the best moment I was so so proud those are like proud therapist moments I where you're like I didn't even have to feel and like use it in so many different things like you can apply that once they get that you okay what does this make you feel and where at in your body and then you can use that for so many things you know like and build off of that that skill 1000 yeah. percent I love that too building off skills like and there's what, always um, something else yeah and I love whenever like they circle back around and they bring something, you know, to us, they were like this song, you know, like how you seen it. And then she mentioned like, oh, I feel this one like in my hips and <laughs> like sticks with them. I love stuff like that. Yes. And, and then, it, you know, too, if you're teaching somebody about a skill and you can, you can expand on it even more and say, you know, part of, or maybe if somebody's asking, you know, what's the research behind that? Why is that evidence-based? And you can say, well, um, when you're listening to music and you're dancing, like you're releasing dopamine into your body. There's the, there's a feel good reward chemical that you're getting, you know, you're releasing endorphins. 
one of the same things when you work out, you feel physically better when you do it because you're actually letting your body do a biological thing. Yes. And stress and trauma research would say we're literally getting those emotions, we're dancing those emotions out, right? And, you know, and then if you even go as far as like energy psychology, it's like clearing out, you know, all your energy centers and releasing that, you know, don't get me on a pedestal about chakras over here. (laughs) (laughs) And because you made that connection because of what we're talking about. I know, isn't it beautiful? And the other thing I love is the reason I'm in this profession is I want to empower everybody to understand how to take care of their wellness, right? And so what you did with one song was taught that girl how to tune into her body intuitively and pay attention. And then second nature, next time she heard a song say, oh, that's a hip song. Mm -hmm. And now that's going to carry with her forever. And it's not going to feel awkward or like, oh, I do this because my therapist, Nicole told me it's that feels right for my body in the moment. Yes. And I do a lot of work like with, well, I mean, my adult and teen clients with tuning into their body for like, I call them pleasant or unpleasant events, but like, cause I don't use like good and bad, but, um, tuning into their body and during pleasant events like that, listening to music and, and such and building that, that skill and then applying that to know, okay, I'm feeling something that's unpleasant and then connecting to that and saying, what's something pleasant that I know I felt in other parts of my body that I can do right now, you know, to relieve that. It's like another step after that. So Mm -hmm. I need to do more of that. Thank you. (laughs) And thank you for that perspective. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, okay. Mike, can I? Did I cut you off? You go. Okay. You go. No, you go. This is going to be a good blooper reel. I'm excited. So, Nicole, what do you feel like if you could give somebody just like a couple realistic tools or coping skills just, you know, for our community that are listening and viewing, something that they can try out today if they wanted to like I mean the mindfulness one is is great is there any other ones that come like right off the top of your head that like you would really recommend and say like you can try this today and and you'll notice this from it or pay attention to this sure um another another I would call this more of like a cognitive behavioral technique would be like say you have a go-to song for whatever reason whether it's something that makes you feel good or even something that reminds you of one of those unpleasant events like you're talking about but it's something that you connect with um if you can sit back and maybe go to the lyrics and really look at them and try to figure out why you connect with that is it something that you're thinking or feeling is it a memory is it um just something that they say resonate with you and remind you of how you feel about yourself. There's so many different avenues you can take with looking at the words of a song. Um, And even, excuse me, even when talking about those unpleasant events, you know, say it's a song that reminds them of something really tough, you know, finding the opportunity to work through 
why does this hurt me and how can I change it? Um, there's I love a that. Lot. I feel like somebody I've heard like if teens are listening, you know, to, to sad music all the time, I feel like they're kind of stereotyped or generalized for doing that. And instead yes. of looking at them and saying, just don't listen to sad music. What are you doing? Why would you listen to that? Like, I love how you, you go underneath of it. Like, why, why are we stuck there? And then adding, going to the lyrics, like, like you said, anybody can do that. So. Right. And, you know, I like what you said too, about, you know, just saying to like a teen and this can be an adult too of course yeah, but I yeah. you know we talk about teens and a lot of times you know teens are so misunderstood by their parents which is why they come to therapy sometimes um yes. you know sometimes teens like they use that even sad music as connection too because others listen to it and they get it yes. you know and they feel seen and heard and so if you can expand more on why does that make them feel connected to others there's another door so um yeah looking at lyrics is a good thing um like we said make a playlist um make uh here's a good one and this is something that I can personally speak to that happens semi-regularly you know if you have a group of friends we recently started doing something called music video Monday and we'll come up with a theme and say all right today this is pump up it's a pump up song day today this is a remember your teen years day um and if everybody shares a video like it gets the conversation going you have things to listen to throughout the day and again connects you to your friends family um so there's a few I'm sure I could come up with others but then my brain would start doing this and maybe... <laughs> well yeah and then I can even think of a few in. right like when um you know just full self-disclosure my mom you know went through breast cancer treatment and everything last year and it was a really insane time I was getting married and trying to keep my head above water and one of the things that I did to stay connected with my mom when I couldn't be right there 24 7 I would send her like motivating songs when I knew she was having a rough day or you know chemo was no joke it you know you can be down for the count and really severe pain for a while so when I knew she was having those days and I couldn't be by her side I would send her like, you know, the most uplifting, motivating songs. And, you know, that really can perk someone up just to, it's not even, it's more than just the like, hey, how you feeling, right? It's like, hey, I truly was thinking about you because I heard this song and it reminded me of you. And I think it's such a genuine way to make a connection, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah. All right, Nicole, any last minute thoughts, anything we didn't touch on that you wanna talk about or leave with our community? Um. Ooh, the pressure's on because this is where I say, what can I leave with somebody that's going to add meaning to their day? That's the therapist brain, right? <laughs> yes, yeah. we take it. So um, like, oh, I guess, <laughs> um, oh, you guys, this is hard. <laughs> or a mantra, is there a saying that you use a lot with your clients um, or like a motto or like a grounding statement yeah. or? listen to your body's a big one usually and that you know if we're looking at music like figuring out how you can connect to your body with it that would be a good one um hmm here's a good one and I literally just looked up at my desk I have a quote it's by the Dalai Lama and it says when you talk you're only repeating what you already know but if you listen you may learn something new Ooh. well that's very fitting yes 
so I like my wheel I can feel my wheels turning I love stuff like that. <laughs> but thank you for giving me that moment to think about that and uh I was able to luckily look up and see but that's just how near and dear to my heart this all is so I literally surround myself with it and that's that's something we can all learn how to do is figure out when you relate to something how can you surround yourself with it I and I noticed like that helps us be more authentic with our clients. Like, what do I surround myself with and how can I use that, you know, to relate with, with my clients? So that's good. Mm-hmm. Nicole, I noticed you have an instrument on the wall. Yes, I do. That's a mandolin. And um, I'm going to be 100% transparent and say, I don't know how to play it. <laughs> it's very um, pretty. Yeah. It's very pretty. And I, I do have a goal of learning how to play it. And um, I actually got that as a Christmas gift a couple of years ago. And um, I had just kind of casually said in conversation um, several times that I wanted to learn how to play something small, like a ukulele or something. And my husband, my dear sweet husband, thought, oh, I'm going to find another instrument that kind of is like a ukulele. And he got me that. Oh. And I got very intimidated and said, I don't know how to play that. I don't know. But now I'm so motivated to learn to play it someday. And I did do one online lesson once, um, right at the beginning of pandemic, actually. Um, there was this uh, mandolin instructor who was doing free online lessons and I took one. And after that, I was so excited. And then I didn't do it again <laughs> because I've learned okay. I'm, yeah. I'm a more um, like I need to be physically in front of somebody to take on a skill like this, but having it hanging behind me always just keeps me thinking about it. Plus it's pretty and it, you know, I always now pick out the mandolin in different songs when I'm listening because I have it in my head that I'm going to learn to play it someday. Mm. So that's another kind of like a sort of a mindfulness thing. Now that I've got this image in my mind, I pay attention for it. So, so cool. thank you for pointing that out. <laughs> Okay, and then bomb drop. I have a surprise. Kelsey doesn't know yet. Oh, stop. I love surprises. Are you ready for this, Kelsey? Is our audience ready? Okay, if you guys loved what Nicole had to say and you think that might be interesting to work with, stay tuned because she's coming on to be a therapist. So we get to nerd out and make our brains happy together more frequently come with us. (laughs) So I had to say that to say, we talked about this beautiful discussion of music and coping and therapy. So if that resonated with anyone in the audience, check us out and we can get you connected with Nicole in the next hopefully month or so by the new year. Oh, I'm so excited. Me too. Sorry. I'm ridiculous. (laughs) I love you. (laughs) I had to save it as a surprise for you. All right. Thank you so much, Nicole, for being here. I appreciate you. I'm going to see your face all the time. I'll probably send you a song after this to uh, thank you. <laughs> um, and I need those worksheets. So I'm going to follow up with you. Those okay. music. I can send things. that to you. Yeah. Next week, we have Michelle coming to join us. She is also a licensed professional counselor. She's going to talk about telehealth, you know, started even in the you know pandemic. It was going a little bit before then. ran in the pandemic and we're still here so we're going to talk about kind of dig it apart and see the benefits you know who it's best for all that good stuff next week so don't forget to like Like, subscribe and share
with all of your loved ones and friends and coworkers. Everyone. All the people. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> okay, bye guys. Have a great day. See ya.